Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the Word. God bless you. Um, this morning... I have a message prepared for you. The title of my uh, message is marked. But first, we're in a series, right? There is a, oh, great slide. Thank you. Uh, And there was a great joy in the city. And you have to listen to John Day's message. John Day, that was phenomenal. That was last Sunday. If you didn't listen to it, bring it up. We have a podcast, but listen to it. It was just like all summarized, like just, it was perfect. It was a great word. I couldn't re-preach it because that would be like, well, he already preached that, so I had to come up with something. But, um, but in, so joy in the city. And that actually comes from Acts 8.8, where it says, and there was great joy in the city, great rejoicing. And why was there great rejoicing? There was great rejoicing because uh, the kingdom of heaven was preached. The, the good news, the, the gospel. If for those of you who don't know, the, what gospel means is good news. And so there was the good news that was preached in the city. And it wasn't just all talk, but there was actually uh, the hand of God that was on it. So there were people getting saved. There were miracles, signs, wonders. People getting set free from tormenting, uh, you know, thoughts. We call them demons, you know, demons that are like to come and and torture us and, you know, just bind us up in prison. But people were set free. And so they was because they were set free. Oh, they can breathe. They had such great rejoicing and joy in the city. And that's what God is doing in Salt Lake, that he is bringing freedom here. He's bringing true joy in the hearts of his people. And uh, I'm just excited to be a part of it. So it makes me think, like, what's, what's something that is hindering us? We've been here for a full year, like that was said. And so what is hindering us uh, in Salt Lake to really enter that fullness of joy? In the Bible, it says that in his presence, is the fullness of joy. So if there's a lack of God's presence, there's a lack of joy. And uh, so in his fullness or in his presence is the fullness of joy. So what is hindering us from the presence of God? And uh, so I was thinking about that. And uh, so, you know, we are born into this wonderful, amazing, beautiful world. And uh, there's a, there's basically two different kingdoms that we we run up against. There's the kingdom of this world. There's just this world and how people live and operate. And, uh, and then there's something different that is uh, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And that's what was being preached is like, what? There's a different way of thinking. There's a different way to live. I don't have to earn my way into heaven. I, I don't have to do this or do that. And, uh, you know, in order to get there and be, I, I don't have to be like this amazing like person, it's just Jesus, you know? Yes, because Jesus took everything on the cross for us, our sin and our shame. We don't have to live in performance. We don't have to live trying to strive, doing this or that. It's all about Jesus. It points to Jesus, and that's what changes us. And uh, so my point, again, so going back, so there's two different worlds, right? So the kingdom of heaven and this kingdom of man. 
And so um, I have a book to share with you guys. It's about eight minutes long, I know. So I'm just preparing you. Sit down, relax, like get in your little chair. And uh, some people, you know, they, pastors are amazing. Some pastors come in and they recommend these um, very philosophical, amazing books to read that, you know, like here's scientific stuff and it all like, you know, echoes like echoes the Bible and blah, blah, blah. Me, I recommend children books. <laughs> they're kid books. They're great. But I love kids books because it's really simple. So, so for someone like me who's like, uh, what did you say again? It's in a kid's book. So I'm like, oh, I understand that. Thank you. And I, you know, like God is pretty, he's a simple, he's, it's simple. It's not complicated. And so anyway, just setting you up. So this is a book that's going to be read to you, not by me, but we're going to watch the screen. And uh, it is called You Are Special from Max Lucado or Lucado. I say Lucado. But has anyone read that book yet? Seen it? It's amazing. You've read it, Debbie? I love it. So it's one of my favorite books. Um, I read it like 10 years ago or so. Changed my world. But it really describes the world that we live in versus this a different world that we can operate in, the kingdom of God. So turn your eyes to the screen. You Are Special by Max Lucado, illustrated by Sergio Martinez. Read and orchestrated by Mrs. Sagalakis. The Wemmicks were small wooden people. All of the wooden people were carved by a woodworker named Eli. His workshop sat on a hill overlooking their village. Each Wemmick was different. Some had big noses, others had large eyes, some were tall, and others were short. Some wore hats, others wore coats, but all were carved by the same carver and all lived in the village. And all day long, every day, the Wemmicks did the same thing. They gave each other stickers. Each Wemmick had a box of gold star stickers and a box of gray dot stickers. Up and down the streets all over the city, people spent their days sticking stars or dots on one another. The pretty ones, with smooth wood and fine paint, always got stars. But if the wood was rough or the paint was chipped, the Wemmicks gave dots. The talented ones got stars too. Some could lift big sticks high above their heads or jump over tall boxes. Still others knew big words or could sing pretty songs. Everyone gave them stars. Some Wemmicks had stars all over them. Every time they got a star, it made them feel so good. It made them want to do something else and get another star. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell, the others would gather around him and give him dots. Sometimes when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then, when he would try to explain why he fell, he would say something silly and the Wemmicks would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. 
He was afraid he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and then people would just give him another dot. In fact, he had so many gray dots that some people would come up and give him one for no reason at all. He deserves a lot of dots the wooden people would agree with one another. He's not a good wooden person. After a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good wimmick, he would say. The few times he went outside, he hung around with other wimmicks who had lots of dots. He felt better around them. One day he met a wimmick who was unlike anyone he had ever met. She had no dots or stars. She was just wooden. Her name was Lucia. It wasn't that people did try to give her stickers. It's just that the stickers didn't stick. Some of the wimmicks admired Lucia for having no dots, so they would run up and give her a star. But it would fall off. Others would look down on her for having no stars, so they would give her a dot. But it wouldn't stay either. That's the way I want to be, thought Punchinello. I don't want any marks. So he asked the stickerless Wimmick how she did it. It's easy, Lucia replied. Every day I go and see Eli. Eli? Yes, Eli, the woodcarver. I sit in the woodshop with him. Why? Well, why don't you find out for yourself? Go up to the hill. He's there. And with that, the Wimmick who had no stickers turned and skipped away. But will he want to see me? Punchinella cried out. Lucia didn't hear. So Punchinella went home. He sat near a window and watched the wooden people as they scurried around giving each other stars and dots. It's not right, he muttered to himself. And he decided to go see Eli. He walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop. His wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on his tippy toes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm. Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm, I'm not staying here. And then he turned to leave. Then he heard his name. Punchinello? The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello, how good to see you. Come and let me have a look at you. Punchinello slowly and carefully looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name, the little wimmick said. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Hmm, the maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at all the gray dots. Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I didn't mean to, Eli. I, I tried really hard. Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what other Wemmicks think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give you stars or dots? They're Wemmicks just like you. What they think doesn't matter, Punchinello. 
all that matters is what I think. And I think you're pretty special. Punchinello laughed. <laughs> Me? Special? Why? I can't walk fast. I can't jump. My paint is peeling. Why do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello, put his hands on those small wooden shoulders, and he spoke very slowly. Because you are mine. Punchinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. Every day I've been hoping you'd come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know, she told me about you. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will. It'll take a little time. You've got a lot of marks. For now, just come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said, as the Wemmicks walked out the door, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. The end. So good. Give Max Lucado an applause for writing that book. That was so good. Um, but I really believe that is the world that we live in, right? It's people that will put on the stars on you or the dots on you. It's very performance-based. You do good. You do awesome. Yay, I'm going to give you a star. Or uh, that didn't really please me. That was, that was weird. And so I'm going to put a dot on you and just completely reject you. And so that is the world that we live in. But just like that book said, that there is a maker in heaven who made you, who loves you, who says you are special, and he did not make a mistake stake when he made you. And you can live knowing that and trusting that God created you for a reason, for a purpose, because he loves you, he is for you, and we can just be in his presence and be the most joyful people because of that. Amen? So, uh, so amen. Very good. I just wanted to, I was thinking, what actually, uh, how do you know that you actually have a star or a dot on you? How do you actually know that? And, uh, and I feel like you would know that if uh, you start to feel feelings of rejection, if you're carrying rejection around with you. You know that you're wearing stars and dots if you feel controlled by people or manipulated. You feel that you're, you have stars and dots when you have to keep performing and you're not, just, you're not yourself, you're not being yourself, but you know, I'm going to do this to, to be better. Um, that's how you know you are wearing stars and dots. 
And, uh, and it's really hurtful because if you're wearing stars and dots, uh, people have the power to withhold love from you. And so some of us grew up in a family where, uh, you know, or you're in a, we're in a relationship with somebody that if they didn't, if you didn't please them the right way, then, uh, you know, too bad, too sad for you, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so I'm going to put that dot on you. And so it's the manipulation, it's the control, words that have been spoken that stick to you. So that's how you know you live in that star and dot world. What else am I missing? I am missing, uh, yeah, people who, who withhold power um, or who have power to withhold. That's what I'm trying to say. Who have power to withhold. That's how you are carrying those rejections, those uh, stars and dots around. Legalism and religion, you know, that's kind of like a no-brainer. When you're in a religion that's telling you you have to do this and that and da-da-da-da-da, but you're not actually uh, loved, you're not actually... Uh, you know, you're not known by God in that. It's just all based off of works. I mean, that doesn't really get us anywhere. And so it's about Jesus. It points to him and you're able to live a life without that. And truly what it is, it's a fear of man versus the fear of God. And God is telling you that there's something better. When you fear man and you bow down your knee to whatever man say, you're going to be in tr- imprisoned. You're going to be trapped. You're not going to walk around with your head held high. You're going to be looking in shame, you know, over here. And people can just abuse you. And then over here, there's the kingdom of God. And uh, people can say things to you. They can try to put the dots on you. They can p- try to put the stars on you. But you are a free man. You are free. You're good. You're joyful. You're you're happy because your satisfaction doesn't come from man, but it comes from God. He is your maker and he loves you and he is for you. So to break off that system of stars and dots. Um, wow, it's already 12, 11. We are going to go for this. Um, I want to quickly share. I feel like there's moments in our life that always, uh, it's kind of like your crossroad in life where you choose. Am I going to live in the world with stars and dots or am I going to actually uh, fear God, trust him, lean into what he says, be in his presence? And uh, am I going to, it's really just about trusting him and believing in him. There's those crossroads that happen. About, uh, it was after college. I, it's a time where you're trying to find your identity, who you are. And really that's what that book was about was your identity, trying to, you know, uh, where do you find like the most acceptance in life? Who, who am I? Um, but it was a moment where I was in college and I went to college to, um, originally I wanted to, uh, be an event planner, but I wanted to do events like really large events. I wanted to fill stadiums. I saw, um, I heard about Jesus culture at the time. They're the only ones that I knew who filled stadiums and people came. There were thousands of people that came that filled it and uh, they were just worshiping God. And oh my gosh, that just drew my heart in. I, did, I wanted to be a part of that. However it looked like, I didn't even know, but that's why I went to college. And uh, so then afterwards you have to do an internship. And uh, so I was like, well, my original why behind going to college and doing this degree was to be a part of um, this epicness that God was doing (laughs) across the world. And uh, so I had an interview with them. I had my briefcase. I had my suit on. I was all, you know, ready to go, had my questions ready to answer. And they were not there. They did not show up. I'm like, where the heck is he? He's in New Zealand. So 
Went, went, there goes my dream. And uh, so I had to find a place. And I was uh, into networking and going to different events and collecting all. I had like hundreds of business cards from people. And, uh, and so I, I started writing letters out, trying to find, I need this internship to finish my degree. And so uh, what opened up was a job in West Hollywood, and uh, it was basically to uh, bring people uh, and tell them about all the attractions of West Hollywood, and, uh, and so I thought that was really cool. So I moved to West Hollywood, and if you guys don't know where West Hollywood is, it is right next to Beverly Hills, it's right in the Sunset Strip, um, it's by all those great places. And uh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and so I went and I was really literally surrounded by stars. We're talking about stars and dots. I was surrounded by the people that were just, you know, that's the best that you can ever achieve in life was to be basically like them. And uh, those were the people that I was constantly surrounded by. I worked in the uh, Pacific Design Center. And so that's a place they hosted a lot of parties. And so I remember being at a Emmy, uh, an after party, and I got to go. My boss was really well connected, and I remember in front of me was Sally Fields. Behind me was, uh, it was, I don't know if you guys remember Entourage. It's this uh, older Netflix show or, you know, and, uh, and then there was Deborah Messing with Will and Grace that was right over here. There was Olivia Wilde that had, in my opinion, the best dress on. So I was just surrounded by all these people and I, How I Met Your Mother, they were there. So, you know, I came in with my little cute little skirt on, or dress on and I was just walking around like, not, I'm not starstruck. I just, you know, because when you're around those people, you have to act like you're just really cool, you know, like... Yeah, we're, we're good. I'm I just, there's no, you cannot get autographs. You can't do that kind of thing, you know? Cause it's like, oh no, I, I live in, in WeHo in West Hollywood. And it's just, you know, this is what we do. WeHo, yeah. And I, and so around those people. So it was a moment in my life that was a crossroad where I am seeing like basically the best of the best. And the job that I was in, of course, if you know one person, they'll get you to another person and da 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 da. So you'd be in the world that would just be like, it has it all, or you would think that. And so being surrounded by that and then thinking back when I got saved and, and was just pursuing God and all that he had and I wanted to be a part of that, it's like one of those decision-making moments. My boss was an ex-actor or, you know, he was an actor in the past and so he just knew a bunch of people and he was one of those guys that was so sweet, so kind. And uh, he's, he reminds me of like a, a pastor from Awakened Church. He just, he wants to sit down with you. He's like this amazing father type of figure. And then he'll say, what, well, what's your dream? I know that you can stay here and, and work with us and we love you. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm connected. I'll open up my books and, you know, you can do whatever you want. What do you want, Loren? And so I had to come to the moment, the crossroad moment. What do I want? Do I want, you know, what the world strives for? Or is there something different about me? Has God marked me different to what the world has marked? And so I remember sitting in his office and telling him, uh, you know, Brad, this has been an awesome experience. I saw Richard Simmons on the road the other day. He truly is an amazing, unique person. I saw Usher, you know, when we were walking, uh, you know, in one of the hotels, he was just sitting there and, you know, it's cool. It's cool to be around these people. And I really, you know, I'm, 
this is, it's neat to be around. It's neat to be around all these stars. And, um, but I just can't shake something that's inside of me. I can't shake it. I, I feel like I'm not going to have true joy or true peace um, if, I, if I stay here and continue on with this. Brad, I just want to fill stadiums for Jesus. <laughs> and he looked at me like, huh? What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, Brad, that, that's what I want to do. Well, quite honestly, I just, I, you know, the Padre Stadium, you know those people hook me up. I'm going to fill that place for Jesus, and that's what I'm going to do. And so he was like, well, okay, sweetie, just, yeah, you could go, go do that. And so you can't really explain it, but why am I, did I leave all of the stars around me? Why did I leave the approval, the fear of man to go for uh, all that God has? Why? Because quite honestly, it's a much better, fulfilling, joyful life. In the house of God, it's the best place that I can ever be. I can be with the greats and I can be with those awesome people. But honestly, it is so much fun to be in the house of God. To be a part of this, I cannot believe it. We've been here for, for a full year and we have seen God in, just expand and, and blow our minds with all of you. Just being in a place of people that are hungry for God, to, that is bold. I, I love being around bold people, not bowing a knee to, the fear, to man, to the fear of man, but bowing their knee, worshiping God and saying, God, I surrender my life. You guys are the bold ones. You guys are the amazing ones. And I love being around that. And it's not only just the people that are here that make it better. Because quite honestly, when, you, when I was in those parties, it was the most depressing thing I can ever be in. Those people, some of them are probably very happy, but I saw some that were just like, you know, like they're just so angry at the world. And, uh, you know, anyway, so they're, they're, they can be just mean and depressed. They look super cute and awesome, you know, in the magazines. But when you're around them, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be like that, you know, just covered in anxiety and depression and a prison. And so anyway, so the contrast, being in this community, in this kingdom, it is by far the greatest people. You guys are the greatest people in Salt Lake City, by the way. That's why I choose to hang around you guys, because you lift me up. You bring me out from being a victim to a victor. That is brave. And then also we just get to have fun. We get to pray for each other and we get to see miracles happen, which is so cool. I I love it. We're here every single week and we get to see time after time and, and how just God moves. He, he works in the prophetic, which is how cool is that? We get to hear the voice of God for ourselves. And he tells us, you know, Loren, you're, I, I put you in here to see a contrast that I'm not, you're not going to stay here, but you're going to go and be a part of this community that's going to reach out to Salt Lake City and completely change the, the dynamic, completely change the atmosphere, completely change change everything of Salt Lake. What? God is calling you and me to be a part of that? That he wants, he calls us to be a part of a revival? Like that is way better than my little thoughts of trying to fill a stadium. Of course, I know stadiums are going to be filled, but it's not, it's God, in God, it's everything. It is complete. It is the joy of the Lord that fulfills you and just comes out of you. So, it's 1220. Let me just tell you about the love of God really quick. Um, I want to just throw scriptures at you, and uh, 
I think the big Bible screen will have it. So, yes, the title of my message is Marked, and I think I said at the beginning, you are marked. We are marked. Come on. Romans 5.8. Do we have Romans 5.8? You guys are awesome. Thank you, media. You guys are so good. Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we still had the shame of the dots on us, he still died for us. What about 1 John 4, 9 through 11? In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the, oh, that's a big word, propitiation. Amen. I told you I recommend kids books. I don't, you know, but for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So good. Um, And that is our purpose. Once we are in the the presence of God, we have his fulfillment, fulfillment, uh, we're fulfilled, we are complete in that. We understand his love, we can hear his love towards us. And then our voice starts to change to our family, to our friends. We start to love one another differently. We actually start to serve one another and we start to give to one another, not out of a performance base, but just because how, how can I not? It's an outpouring of God. What about Isaiah 53, five? But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You know, we can, that is the verse that we stand on where we see these miracles, we see healings, we see amazement. Deuteronomy 14.2, this is the last one. For you are a holy people. What does holy mean? It means set apart. You are marked. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, to him. And the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. You are marked. You are set apart. There is something unique and special about you that you're not just to conform to the world, but you're to to be loved on, lavished on by God. He loves you. He loves you. I said this in the last service. This is what I feel God tell you this morning is that he is so proud of you. I came from a good family. My, I love my dad so much. And uh, my dad was, uh, he just kind of was an outpouring of, of great disciplines that you can do. You know, what does it, how do you get in the presence of God? You spend time with him. So he would run every day, 40 minutes out, 40 minutes back, and he was in the presence of God. He spent time with him. He came back and he would do his Bible reading. He got in the Word. So do you have a quiet, do you have a Bible time? Are you spending time? 30 minutes a day, that's all you need. Are you reading your Bible? Are you spending time with him? And uh, my dad was super simple. That's that's what I knew of him, you know, every single day. And uh, there was a night that we were FaceTiming each other and, uh, you know, I was showing him the toys that they got for the boys and we're just enjoying being on FaceTime with each other. And uh, the very last thing that he said before he got off the phone with me was that, Lorraine, I'm so proud of you. 
I'm so proud of you. What's cool is that my family called me Lorenny before the church did, before some people in the church did. So I grew up knowing Lorenny, average respond. But he said, I am so proud of you. And the next day I was following in my dad's footsteps. I was at the gym and I was gonna come home, read my Bible. And I get this call from my mom saying uh, that your dad had a heart attack and he passed away. And that was the most random, sudden thing. And it was such a heartache for me, such a trauma thing for me. We're so close. Um, And he was taken. But just, and he didn't know, no, he had zero health issues whatsoever. He's such a strong, so strong and nothing. So it was very random. But, uh, But out of the overflow of him, for him to tell me that he's proud, for him to show his love just out of the overflow. He didn't know that he was gonna be in heaven the next day, um, but just out of the overflow. Why? Because he was spending time with his maker. He heard what his maker was saying to him day in and day out. He spent time, he read his word and he knew what the Bible said that it stands true. He knew his promises, he knew God's faithfulness. And so how, how, are we, are we those people that can just talk in the overflow? If something happens to us tomorrow, what is the last thing that we said? Is, does our voice reflect the, the words of heaven? Does, ref, does your voice reflect God? Does the voice reflect, your voice reflect your father, what your father speaks of you? Or are you getting held up and bound up in, in anger and in resentment and depression? Are you letting depression overtake your day? You don't need to let that happen. Get in God's presence and it'll, it'll just fall. It will fall off. It will fall off. It will fall off. Come to Wednesday night services. We have Wednesday night. We have Sunday services. We have connect groups throughout all of Salt Lake City. There are so many places that you can receive just a touch and hear him. If you're struggling to hear God, could it be that you're walking around carrying rejection and shame and you're not letting yourself, you know, as soon as God says you're special, you'll think that for everyone else except for you. Like, sure, that person, the whole this whole place is special, but I don't believe that about myself. Now is the time to, to make the move, to stop bowing down to the fear of man and bow down to God. And so I'm gonna make space. It's 1227. I'm gonna make space up here. There's gonna, this is the altar where things get altered. If you are carrying around stars and dots, come up here and just set yourself free from that identity, from the identity crisis that you're living under, that there's more for you. God called, you are a human being. Are you being? Are you yourself? Or are you coming under the condemnation of the world and what people say? I believe that you are going to get set free. You're going to receive joy and God's going to set you off into things that you never dreamed of for yourself. You thought that, you know, I could do this outside of God, but with him, you're going to get launched out into the deep and go to places that you've never been before. Be an influencer that you've been. Jason, you are, you are marked by God. When I see you, you know, I never met you. I did stalk you a little bit because I'm like, oh, they're so cute. They're like such a good looking family. So slight stalker coming from me, but knowing, getting just to be in your presence, you just carry this humbleness 
And I know that you stand for truth and for, for, what, for biblical principles, but you are marked, and I truly believe this, that maybe whatever you've been through in the past, you are such a humble guy. And what does the Bible say in James? That he will lift you up. He lifts up the humble. So I believe that. And your beautiful wife, you're so beautiful. But not in, on the outside, you're so beautiful, but also on the inside. I just see that you, your family, because I think you have girls based off of my stalking, that, <laughs> that you guys are a marked family. And so anyway, I just wanted to say that over you. But amen. Come on, let's all stand up. I just want to pray for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for these people that you have marked, that you've called to be holy and to set apart for you, God. Lord, I thank you that we are not called to be uh, condemned by the world or under the world's standards of stars and dots. But God, we come to you this morning. We let all those things fall off of us, God, and we receive your love. We receive what you did on the cross for us, that it's not our works, but God, it's all in you, God. Lord, I pray that right now, that people who have struggled with depression, anxiety, anger, shame, God, that that gets broken off right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for being so faithful and so kind and loving to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.